Hello, Star Citizenverse. Welcome to another episode of Casual Citizen, an ongoing series about the upcoming first-person MMO Star Citizen by Cloud Imperium Games. I'm your host, Alyssiana from alyssianasworld.com. This week, we're going to delve into the Banu Protectorate, our first alien encounter and longest interstellar allies. Please sit back, Relax and enjoy. Begin transmission. This is only the beginning. Star Citizen's features and lore are evolving. This article is based on what we know now. The information in the Star System section is based on the current Arc Star map. That said, we know that the economy, population, and locations of conflict will change as the universe evolves, and then as players begin impacting it. This is just a starting look at the Banu species. Banu Our first encounter with the Banu occurred in the Davian system. In 2438, an independent nav jumper named Vernon Tarr opened fire on what he thought was a privateer trying to steal his meager claim. The pilot of the other ship turned out to be Banu. Luckily, the incident didn't lead to any deaths and became humanity's first introduction to the Banu Protectorate. Directly from CIG Known best for their industrious nature, Banu pride themselves on their artisan craftsmanship and astute business acumen. Rather than the traditional family units or corporations typically found among humans, the Banu instead have a societal structure that combines both into a single unit, the Suli. Often translated as guild, the Suli is the foundation for life in the Protectorate, where Banu work and live together. End quote. This is an interesting characteristic the lore team has decided to attribute to the Banu. Unlike humans, there's no concept of family within their culture. Their identity and social affiliation is defined by the Suli assigned to them. This is most equivalent to an occupation among humans. I wonder if they form loyalties of any kind outside of that structure. Do they only mate within their Suli? More on the Suli from CIG. Each Suli specializes in a specific industry and can vary widely, from a ship manufacturing Suli to a trade Suli, even a Suli raises Banu young. There is a Suli for everything. This regimented division of labor translates directly into the skilled expertise present on Banu worlds. End quote. Bacchus is believed to be the home world of the Banu. We say believe because they haven't been forthcoming on the subject. As with most of their systems, their trade lanes are always packed with travelers. Permanent flotillas are built anywhere they find a confluence of potential customers. The Banu are the traders and lorehounds of the Star Citizen universe. As such, it makes sense that they would be the manufacturers of the prize among deep space merchants, 
the Banu Merchantman, a vessel that is more of a lifestyle than a ship and acts as the primary residence of its owners. The Banu worship multiple deities, most popular being Kasa, the patron of luck, and Ternin, the great traveler. Banu's societal beliefs and principles are dictated by the council, their religious leaders located in the tree system. Members of the council intentionally remain isolated from the rest of Banu's society, and pride and craftsmanship is even demonstrated by their equivalent to monks. They produce elaborate copper-based artifacts which have a certain quiche value. The Banu political system is a republic of planet-states, each run under its own set of governing laws. The representatives of each planet gather for a quorum. There they debate legal and trade issues that affect the entire species. Otherwise, each planet is left to their own devices. The lack of a central government, formal or required communication between the planets, and loose historical record-keeping means their planets are rife with crime. Criminals can migrate from one Banu planet to the next when things get hot. And since the UEE is forbidden from crossing borders to pursue wanted felons, Banu worlds are also a haven for human criminals and syndicates. The Banu do not maintain a standing army. Local militia keep the peace within their system and they're not especially selective about their members. Even criminals can and do serve. However, don't be fooled into thinking this makes Banu worlds an easy target. On the contrary, they have the means to muster a formidable fighting force if necessary. It should be noted that the Banu belief system supports and participates in indentured servitude. The kin system is their primary slave trade. Visitors should take extreme care to avoid dubious areas and refrain from visiting the slave markets. A look at Banu star systems. Banu aligned star systems account for 7% of the star citizen universe represented on the Ark star map. This means they govern six of the 90 systems. That's small compared to the UEE's 42%. With so few planets, it shouldn't come as a surprise that the populations within their systems are very high. Unlike other species who have some systems with very low populations, Banu appear to utilize what they have to the fullest. Plus, they're able to attract other races to their systems for their reputation of having diverse and abundant marketplaces. From the Ark Star Map Bacchus Like with most Banu systems, the trade lanes are always packed with travelers from Banu, humans, and Xi'an. A permanent flotilla in the system's outer reaches is a popular destination for haulers and traders. Geddon. Only a single planet orbits Geddon's blue O-type star. While Geddon 1 is hostile to humans, it's habitable to Banu, who have established archaeologies below the surface to harvest its resources. Gleese. 
resource-rich planets and asteroid belts make this system a popular shipping hub for the Bennu. There's a flotilla near Gliese 4 serving as a focal point of the system. Gliese 4 remains a mystery to us. Most Banu refuse to set foot on the planet, even though there are empty Banu settlements on the surface. Kins. This system is best known for having the Banu's main indentured servitude market. This practice is traditional and an accepted part of Banu society. On the whole, this system is considered more dangerous than any other Banu system but most of that can be blamed on the human element that frequents there. Tris. Tris is the religious center of the Banu Protectorate and home to the council, which establishes the dictums of the Banu society. Located on the edge of Xi'an space, the council intentionally isolates itself from the rest of Banu society, making this destination desirable for human and Xi'an traders. Yulin, a popular destination for vacationing Banu and humans. The Banu have turned Yulin's unique mix of planets into an entertainment mecca. It provides a variety of options for vice and entertainment, but there is still plenty of trade and business for those who want it. Live in the moment, relax Banu style. Directly from CIG, there are plenty of options to choose from when it comes to diversions, and there's sure to be something to match almost any taste. Traveling throughout the Banu Protectorate offers a variety of exotic sights and sounds. From the flotillas of Yulin to the hallowed halls of Tris, you can find adventure and mystery around every corner. So where do you start? We've compiled a handy guide of some of the systems to make planning your journey easier. Where to go? Bacchus 2. Skip between the thousands of archipelagos and islands across this vast ocean world to experience what many consider quintessential Banu society. Get in one. Fancy a little danger? Visit the archaeologies among this beautiful desolation. Come to this world to see how mining sulis are harvesting planet resources for trade goods. Gliese 4 Ever wonder what an uninhabited planet looks like? Traverse the unkept wilds of Gliese 4, perfectly habitable to humans and Banu, but completely unoccupied. Kins 2 for you history buffs, no trip to the Banu Protectorate would be complete without seeing the ancient structures of Kins II. Completely defying any existing Banu engineering styles, these sites have long baffled xenoarchaeologists about who or what built them. Guess who's coming to dinner? Or other things to do when among the Banu. Try your hand at one of the bustling gambling halls, where goods are exuberantly exchanged in games of chance. Take in a game of Sadaball. The Banu have taken a strong liking to this sport. You can find many Sadaball arenas within Banu space. Shop. Banu markets are considered second to none, 
offering what many consider the best shopping anywhere in the verse. Browse Suli Elite Craftsmanship, exotic goods from every corner of the known universe. These marketplaces are always built around a central area, making it a hassle-free experience for visitors. Purchase the Banu's version of the Human Magic 8-Ball. Tholo, a small three-sided token representative of Casa, the Banu patron of luck, are sold as a decision-making device. Ask a question, then roll the Tholo to get an answer. You'll get a yes, no, or run for your life. Partake in large communal meals. While Banu typically eat with their hands, some places that cater to humans will also have silverware available. Negotiating is a must. It's considered very strange to accept an initial offer. Buyer beware. Even though an item or ship can look the same on the outside, it's worth taking a closer look. Banu manufacturing can vary widely from Suli to Suli. Relax when you negotiate. It's traditional for Banu to offer hospitality while negotiating. You will often see traders gathered around a slomundan, a large ornate brewing vessel, each of them having contributed an ingredient to the drink, sloma. If you're offered a cup, be polite and take a sip, but make sure to drink responsibly. Sloma can also be quite potent. All sales are final. Banu will consider a deal final once the transaction is complete. Make sure you inspect everything closely and double-check the terms of your agreement before signing on the dotted line. A good tip for finding a reputable dealer is watching where other Banu shop. If a Suli doesn't have very many customers, there might be a reason for it. If you see something you like, go ahead and buy it. Banu traders are transient and may not be there the next time you come back. So far, we've only seen two Banu ships, the Banu Merchantman and the recently unveiled Banu Defender. I've pledged for the BMM and am waiting with bated breath for more updates on the ship's design. If you'd like to know more about the BMM, check out Casual Citizen Episode 9. I'll include a link in the show notes. From what's been revealed so far about Alien Race's plan for Star Citizen, the Banu interests me the most. Their societal structure is very foreign from a human's perspective. I like that they live in the moment and are cordial to other races. I see a piece of fiction with a Banu protagonist in my near future. I'm sure their systems will be among the first that I visit in the live game. That wraps up another episode of Casual Citizen. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, please consider subscribing to my channel and giving this episode a thumbs up. For more game commentary, lore, reviews, and other Star Citizen coverage, please visit alicianasworld.com. There you can find Ali's Star Map Matrix, a mobile-friendly and easier-to-read version of the official ARC Star Map data. Also, be sure to register in Ali's World for an exclusive monthly newsletter. 
you can support my videos, Alessiana's World, and my star citizen fiction efforts through my Patreon. A big thank you to my current subscribers. Your sponsorship is greatly appreciated. If you haven't created an account yet on robertspaceindustries.com, you can earn 5k in-game currency when the game goes live by using my referral code. When you do, I'll also earn some in-game goodies. You'll find my referral code in the show notes. This is Alyssiana signing off until next time. Be kind and fly safe. End transmission.